Hello and good afternoon. I'm your host today, Abner Belsky, and we are back with another episode on Abner Sports Throwdown. Today, I have a very special guest with me. Please welcome Mr. Trent Sig, who's the starting long snapper for the Los Angeles Raiders and is a Colorado State alumni. Thank you so much, Mr. Sig, for joining me on my podcast today. So let's begin. The first yeah, question. Thanks, Abner. Oh, yeah, thanks for course. having me on. Glad, glad to have you. Thank you so much. Uh, so the first question is, what sparked your passion and love for the game? And when did you realize you could go pro with it? So really, I've wanted to play football like as long as I can remember. Like, I think I was playing like flag football when I was like five years old or whatever. And uh, it was just something that I that I always really enjoyed doing and always loved watching football with, uh, with my dad and brother and just kind of grew into a passion of mine. Um, I mean, of course, I always grew up wanting to make it to the NFL, but when I really started to realize it might be a reality is kind of after my, um, after I finished up my sophomore year at Colorado state, um, I had a couple agents start reaching out to me and, uh, kind of talking, talking to me a little bit about some potential ability of getting signed on or potentially drafted somewhere. And that's, that's when it really started to become real and able to really focus in and really drive to push me over the top. That's great. Now here, so here's a question. So obviously in little leagues, they don't have long snapper as a position until you get into the, I guess, uh, older ages. Now, what did you play when you were younger before long snapper? So I, w- I was a tight end slash like defensive end linebacker, and I actually played those all the way through high school. Um, and long snapping, I just kind of added on while, while uh, I was in middle school. My dad kind of pushed me towards it and kind of told me that I might be able to pay for college at some point or something if I got good at it. And I, I guess he ended up being right. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I was a tight end and like defensive end slash linebacker, depending on what defense we were running that year. That's awesome. Now, do you ever miss tight end or defensive end or are you just happy yeah. with long snapper? Um, I definitely do miss it. And it was a big transition for me in college because in high school, like I was out there literally every play of the game other than like kickoff and kickoff return. And I felt like I just had such a big impact on the game. And then once I got to college and I was just long snapping and I'd go out there and I had my like eight to 12 plays for the game and I just – it was an adjustment period for sure for me to feel like I didn't have as as uh, consistent of impact uh, as what was going on. But it's definitely a role that I've gotten a lot more comfortable with and been able to settle into and appreciate my job for sure. I totally get that. And I mean, adjustments are hard, but it seems like it worked out for the best. In the yeah, end. yeah, we're, it's going all right. <laughs> Um, so the next question is, so you have one of the most pressure-filled and underrated jobs in the league. So what's it like to make the snap when the game is on the line? Like, how are you feeling and what, what pressure are you under? Yeah, so, I mean, we've been out there for a few game-winning field goals and, like, a couple where we just, like, got to get the punt off to, to really set our defense and put us in a position to win the game and – Really, like you said, it there's a lot of pressure, but it's kind of what I've become accustomed to. And uh, Coach Versace does a great job of kind of trying to simulate that pressure during practice and everything. And it's just something that 
when I'm when I'm out there, I'm able to lock in, just tune everything else out, and I mean, you definitely feel it a little bit, but you try to use it to kind of help you focus more than get get over on you, you know. And um, it's just just something that you really gotta be able to dial in, and it's what's expected at this level. That's great. And what kind of strength and conditioning is involved in order? Because, I mean, like, that's a really, really far snap. Like, uh, Yeah, the 15 yards. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I guess a lot of it's just just comes with the natural strength of, of working out like other parts. Like, there's a lot of core and flexibility involved in um being able to snap and snap with a decent velocity to get the ball back there because don't want to get too too much into op time or operation times and everything but the faster i get the ball back there the more time aj has to be able to get a good or set the ball and get a good punt out there so that uh but we also are battling to try to get it off before the, the punt return unit's able to rush and get some real pressure so there's a lot, a lot going on with it, but, um, but really a lot of it's core strength. I, I really try to train myself like I am like a tight end or linebacker. I mean, those guys are a lot more athletic than me, but I try to try to keep up with them in the weight room and do what I can. So. That's great. And I'm, I'm sure, like you said before, at that level, that type of strength and conditioning is expected for any player there. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. We're, we're all expected to be pros and take good care of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, so the next question is, how are you feeling when you went undrafted, but then suddenly the Baltimore Ravens came in and signed you as a free agent? Like what was going through your head when you were undrafted? Did you think that you still were going to get picked up? Yeah. So as, as a long snapper, typically, snappers don't really get drafted there might be like one guy a year that does um and i i just from talking with teams and my agents and everything i knew i probably wasn't going to be that guy i mean obviously i still held out hope but um i was still in conversations with teams like i was in conversation with the raiders and miami and baltimore all all in the pre-draft process and like there were all spots that i would potentially have a chance to go when the uh, like or post draft and um, as far as free agency goes. And I ended up uh, signing with Baltimore because it seemed like my best opportunity to go in and get film and, and just learn how to be a pro and really coming out as a rookie long snapper. Um, if you're not one of those drafted guys, you're really just hoping to get film so that you can, show that you can really belong up there in the league and you can, and you can play because that that's one of the main things that coaches look for is some game experience. So, so that was really invaluable to me to take advantage of that opportunity in Baltimore. That's great. Now what emotions were, I guess, flooding your head throughout the free agency process? Like, was it nervous, excited? Oh, I was a nervous wreck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Especially, like I like I said, I was still kind of holding out hope that I might get drafted. You know, you just just one of those things that you always dream of when you're a kid. But um, and eventually I had to like shut the draft off just because I was just sitting there waiting for the ticker across the bottom. You know, but um, yeah. I had to go distract myself. But yeah, it and it all happened happens real fast once the draft's over. Um, 
had a couple teams just just calling like say hey this is this is our opportunity for you do you like it or whatnot and uh yeah it's just all very fast and then i i think i was signed within like 10 15 minutes after the draft and kind of a, a sigh of relief and excitement and some anxiousness <laughs> all at the same time i mean i grew up in colorado went to colorado state never really moved out of my home state and all of a sudden I was moving across the country to Baltimore in two weeks. And it was just, just a lot going on in a short amount of time. <laughs> I bet. I mean, I can't even imagine now. So after, after the draft and after certain people are signed from free agency, training camp is probably one of the more intense parts of like the preseason um, environment. How was your training camp uh training camp is it's definitely a different experience it's approached a little bit differently than call than college because you know college so many guys are coming from high school and just so many different ways that play football are played and then uh you get to the nfl and then you got a lot of veterans around that have really been playing football for 15 to 20 years of their life and just people are and it's all the the best players from the colleges around around the country. And it's just a whole nother level of athlete. So really being able to adapt to the level of player that is around you is just a huge adjustment. Like everyone's so much faster, so much stronger. And exactly like you said, it it's intense and game plans different or game plan and schemes different. And it's just, just really something that you got to learn to play football at a, at that higher level. And it's one of those uh, sink or swim things. And luckily I was able to tread water long enough. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's great. Um, so the next question is, and I'm, I've personally been wondering this and I know um, my listeners are too. What kind of chemistry does there have to be between the kicker slash punter and you? Like, do you guys go out to dinner, hang out, or is it a just on the field relationship? Yeah, definitely. I'd say AJ and Daniel are like my two best friends on the team, and I think we have a great relationship. And I I don't know if it's like necessary to have a great relationship, but I think it's something that definitely helps. It's kind of like the icing on the cake, where we're able to kind of set expectations for each other when we're out there for practicing, like. If, if I'm not doing what's expected, they're, they're not afraid to let me know and vice versa. And it's just something that we know we can trust each other when we're out there and and we just hold each other accountable for everything that we want to want to do. Because at the end of the day, we all want to be the best players we can be. And the way we're going to get there is by working with each other. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with what you said. And I think what's key is as well, like you said in there, have being able to have like that honest relationship being able to say like if someone made a poor kick poor snap like you you guys have to be honest with with each other and yeah, so being able to critique yeah exactly we have to be be able to go out there and correct it so we're just that much better next time that's awesome and that's really interesting so i'm i'm glad you answered yeah. that yeah definitely um <laughs> so throughout your career you've probably had one like monster hit where you've gotten a concussion do you think they'll continue to change the rules to eventually make it safer for future generations playing in the nfl or even just playing like little leagues yeah i mean i don't think i've ever been concussed um i've definitely had a couple hits where i'm like a little slow getting up and have to like catch my breath again for a second 
But um, fortunately, I don't think I've ever been concussed. But yes, football is a very violent game just by the nature of how it's played. And um, really, the, the game has been changing. If you look over the la- last uh, decade or two, like games completely different than it was in the early 2000s, late 90s, uh, just as far as what what kind of hits are acceptable. And every year there's always some little nuanced rule change that I'm not sure how much it makes it out into uh, the public eye, but there's always some, some little change of like, okay, this is how we're going to call this because we've, the NFL has done some, uh, some research and was like, okay, there tend to be a lot more injuries on this exact play. So we're trying to, adjust that to make it just that much safer and uh, that recently one of the biggest changes is the kickoff rule where guys can't get running starts anymore like uh, initially guys could start running back from as far as they wanted so they got 15 yard head starts going and and just collisioning against guys and and then eventually went down to you could only get a five yard head start and now guys have to line up one yard behind the ball and wait for it to be kicked before they can go anywhere and that, that's just one of the ways that it's just the game's been uh, progressing to try to make it safer because, I mean, we're, we're all out, out there, uh, people who have families and just want to be able to walk around and play with our kids whenever we're done with football. Yeah, I'm sure. And, I mean, I, I would say probably a majority of the NFL players, you guys are – I mean, you, you guys are paid professionals, but you're also there to – I don't know, like have fun. Like you, you want to be in the NFL like that. That's your job. Yeah. Yeah. Well that, and we also want to be able to be in the NFL as long as possible. Like if we're, if we're out there taking all those extra unnecessary hits, then careers start getting shortened by a couple of years. And, um, no one wants to see a guy out there limping around and not performing at, at their best. And really us being as healthy as possible provides the, the best of, product of football possible yeah i totally agree and i mean you're probably on the luckier side of not having been concussed and i'm i'm glad yeah yeah, yeah. thank you i appreciate that yeah of course um so the next question is so what's the locker room environment like like who stirs up the pot who's the jokester who's the guy who pumps everyone up before a game has an inspirational speech like what is that environment like so I, I think we have a great locker room as far as like, I think we're all like pretty close. Um, there's a good sense of camaraderie. Like I've been on some teams that are like throughout college and everything, like some teams that like really feel close and tight knit. And I think that's something that's really in the last couple of years been showing up with, with the Raiders. Um, we all want, want what's best for each other. And, and we kind of have that just feeling of togetherness. Um, honestly, I don't know if there's really anyone that really stirs up the pot, at least in the context I'm thinking of it. But, um, I mean, Jalen Richard, uh, pregame, he's always, he's always in there, has his, uh, has his speaker, speaker going, getting everyone pumped up during pregame. Um, I'm actually not really in the locker room for the, uh, for the pregame speeches just because of when we go as specialists go out to warm up and everything, we go out like 20 minutes before everyone. Cause we're trying to get all our warm up done. So because we take up a lot of the field, so we kind of get all our stuff out of the way. So all the other positions can come out and do what they need to do. 
So I'm I'm not really in the on the locker room for that part. So I don't have a great answer for you there, unfortunately. Oh, you're good. But I mean, it sounds like for the most part you've got a pretty supportive family like yes yeah exactly and i think that's one of the things that coach gruden has done a great job of driving home and a lot especially these last uh i I guess he's only been there for three years but yeah just while he's been there just wants us to all be brothers to play as brothers wants us to trust each other and really be tight-knit as a team yeah i think that's probably one of the most important parts of having a successful nfl team because i mean you're up against some of the most talented guys, but in the end, if you have if each and every one of your teammates has your back, then you have nothing. Yes, to worry exactly, about. and and really, that's one of the things that like all the alumni that came back when I was at Colorado State, all the Raiders alumni that have come back. The main thing everyone says that they miss is that uh that locker room, and just there's there's very few other places in in the. Uh, in the professional industry that you really feel that sense of togetherness. And that's just what they miss when they leave football. I bet. I mean, one, I mean, once you're on a team with someone for probably even like a season, I mean, you're like, you have that connection. Yeah, you just go through so much together for, for that year, just the highs and lows of the season. And there's just, just a lot that happens. That's true. All right, so I'm sad to say, but this is our last question of the day. Of the day. So um, I like ending my interviews off like this. So if you had one piece of advice to give to my audience, what would that be? Um, really, the biggest piece of advice I can give is to just really get your priorities straight and know or know or find take the time to find out what's really important to you. And whether it's becoming a professional football player, becoming a teacher um, and just any, anything in between what, whatever you want to do with your life, make it a priority. And because there's just no way to get better at something unless you really put time into it. And pretty much any action you do is either going to be helping you get towards that goal or be working against you. And you just gotta, gotta find a way to make everything you do push towards that goal. Thank you. And I'm sure my um, listeners will yep, appreciate yep, that. Definitely. Too. And then uh, if you don't mind, I'd just like to throw it out there. Um, if anyone wants to drop me a follow on Instagram or Twitter, it's TSIG58. Um, or if anyone wants to come in and interact with me, I go live a couple times a week on Twitch. And that's TSIG1447 there on Twitch. And we just ha- we have a great community. We talk football. Um talk talk Raiders a lot and trash talk at some other teams every now and then. But um, yeah, if anyone wants to come in and stop in and say, what's up, please feel free to come say hello. Yeah. Everyone go check them out. Um, well, thank you so much, Mr. Sig for joining me on my podcast today. It was truly an honor and a pleasure learning about your journey through the game. That was 